Hello and welcome to Her Ambitious Career, the success podcast for corporate women who want more from their lives and careers. Each week, we share career and leadership strategies to help you set stretching goals, own your value, build visibility and credibility, gain recognition, get paid and confidently take your career to that next level. Whatever your ambition, let's do this thing. Now, here's your host and career success expert, Rebecca Allen. Ladies, welcome on in. I'm absolutely delighted because today, I have Paulie Linton with me, who is the Brand Communications and Advocacy Lead for Asia Pacific at Adobe. Welcome on in, Paulie. Thank you. Great to be here. So the reason why Paulie is here today is because she's an advocate of Adobe. She absolutely loves working at Adobe. And I found her originally through our networking on LinkedIn. And I was so stoked and so interested in her story but I actually asked her to come on the show because I think it's so important that we hear stories where people feel fulfilled, where people feel excited to come to work every day and where people feel like they're making a meaningful difference in a supportive environment. And that is absolutely Paulie's experience. And I would love it, Paulie, if we could start the conversation, if you could share with me your sort of career journey so far and how you've got to where you are today. Sure. Thank you. Um, Off the back of an internship, I started working in fundraising and communications for a youth mental health organization. And my first job, so to speak, where I was paid was actually writing applications for government grants in their fundraising and communications team. So when I first started, the organization was a lot smaller than when I left, you know, six years later. And even though I was part of the fundraising and communications team, I really felt like I was a part of a bigger team that were all really focused on positively impacting the lives of young people and in many ways saving the lives of young people. It was youth mental health, um, you know, and and wellness and and suicide prevention. And it's here that I really learned what it means to be part of a team with a shared mission and shared vision. You know, everyone came to work every day with the same goal in mind, but they also knew what role they had to play. Um, Working for a not-for-profit, when they're a very small team, everyone wears lots of hats and you do a bunch of different roles, but you really know the value of the contribution that you bring every day. And that was really a a really critical lesson that I probably didn't understand the value of until I reflected on what I learned and why that was such a positive um, sort of start of my career. So I guess from that um, shared vision and mission and more tied to, you know, the art of fundraising, I also learned a really valuable lesson that if you want something, you have to ask for it. And with that, you know, it comes believing in why you're asking and the impact that, that it can have, but also, you know, what no means go ask someone else, you know, and never stop asking if your cause is worthy enough, if it's your career, if it's your life, if it's to get money to fund this really important life-saving program, um, 
you know, if it's something that is that is worthy and that you deserve, don't stop asking. And if you really believe in the cause, it's a it's a very valuable lesson that I learned. And my I absolutely love that. I just need to interject because go for it. I absolutely love that concept because you're so, so right. And I'm so thrilled that you learned that so early on in your career, because like you say, it impacts asking for what you want impacts how good you are at negotiating on your own behalf pushing for the pay that you deserve, pushing for the roles you think you're good enough for and ready for, pushing for the business, pushing. I mean, it kind of impacts everything that we do, doesn't it? It absolutely does. And I think, you know, coming from a a Lebanese cultural background, money was always really quite taboo and no one talks about it. And if you, you know, I, I was almost, I was thrown into this role where I had to ask for money and it couldn't have been more, you know, sort of clashing with, this this um you know this cultural kind of taboo in this and this context and it was only again a few years later that I realized actually the asking for something if you want it and if you don't ask you don't get it could apply to everything else in my life so I was very grateful to you know a really important mentor of mine um, for teaching me that lesson because I was able to think outside of I'm not just asking people for money. This is a really worthy cause. If we don't get it, this, you know, this is what will happen. And it could be, you know, me over analyzing everything that allowed me to apply that to the rest of my career journey and making sure that if I want something, I ask for it because no mm. one's going to ask for it on your behalf. So That's that was a really critical lesson that I learned there. And I was at um, it was Inspire Foundation and now um, ReachOut.com, and I was there for about six years, working in a bunch of different roles in you know amazing teams, but always felt like I was contributing to you know a, a bigger mission and, and a bigger vision, which which was really critical. And I never, you know, you, you hear sort of mixed reviews of starting your career in a not-for-profit or the corporate world and what you can learn from from one or the other. And I I feel very grateful and very lucky to have started my career there with really strong foundation and understanding of you know what it means to do a lot with a little when everyone's on the same page and um and of course you know making sure that you really believe in um, yourself and your cause and and asking for what you want so I feel very lucky to have worked there for so long at such a young age you know most people weren't lasting in a job for two years so six years by six years, I was starting to feel like maybe it's time for me to um, to do something else and yes. um, and and see where my career could take me. And I then started working for a, a PR and communications agency, and I was there for for about five years. And I think what was really important here is that when I started, I you know there was all of this um, sort of commentary around. You've been working in a not-for-profit. The corporate world is very different. Um, you don't have agency experience. So although, you you know, you tell us that you've done this great stuff, we're going to have to start you in this role that's a, probably a little bit more junior than, than where I was. But I had never worked in the corporate world. So I just mm-hmm. took the job, said thank you so much, and, you know, went to work. And, and early on I realised that a lot of what we were selling to clients you know, today, I had been doing for years and being able to work in, you know, this nimble not-for-profit, you just sort of try everything. And and that's where I I remember being 
almost annoyed that I'm better than this. Why yeah. do why did I take a job that's more junior when I have this experience? And so I became a little bit um, sort of, you know, maybe not bullish, but a bit sort of assertive around I, I, need, I need a promotion. This is very junior. I need more responsibility. Um, and I, I learned a, an important lesson in understanding and valuing the contribution that you bring and just sort of, saying I'm better than this if you're not comfortable and and unfortunately that was born out of an annoyance in me taking a step back in my career and not having the confidence to say I don't have agency experience but this is what I do have yeah so a a very important lesson learned from you know just being annoyed (laughs) I think the thing that you're describing is really important which is essentially you know, it's up to you to be proactive about your career strategy and your career management and how you decide to move around. And quite honestly, if you do have one of those experiences, I think it's actually extremely helpful because it makes it very crystal clear that this is not the right opportunity for you. You do deserve more. You're better than this. And that you can do something about that. And I've seen in my experience that some people are nervous about doing that after a few months of being in a role. But I just look at that as a really positive situation that you found out early and that you can, you know, make that decision earlier. And I think, you know, when you have to have those conversations, when you're moving around, as long as you can explain the rationale behind that decision making, it's completely fine. Right. If you don't have a good, good understanding and a good reason to explain that, that, that you want to move, that you need to move. um, These are the reasons why, as long as you have that, you know, it's fine. Yeah, absolutely. And I think, the, the key thing that I learned from my fundraising experience that I applied to that is actually just being really confident in your ask and knowing your worth and not being afraid of no, because no can mean one of two things. You're not ready. And actually, you know, that's good. That's, that's helpful and constructive to know, or no could also mean you're in the wrong place and you're not valued and you need to make a decision about whether or not that's the right organization or environment for you to be in. So yeah, um, it's a gift. Yeah, (laughs) absolutely. Absolutely. And I think I I know a lot of people in my network that are, you know, afraid to ask for a bunch of different reasons and, you know, for, to ask for what they want. And I think what is really helpful is to make sure that you're clear about, you know, in, you know your worth intrinsically and you know that what you're asking for is valid, however you want to do it, evidence-based, intuition, mm-hmm. you know, whatever works for you and, and your organisation. And yeah. then also sort of externally knowing that the environment that you're in is safe enough for you to ask and safe enough for you to respond, you know, even if you do get a, a yes or a no and just knowing what your next step is, yeah. is going to be. And how I look at that, to be honest, Paulie, is like if you do get a no, it's not a no forever, you know. Okay. It's a no not right now, you know, and there's nothing to stop you asking again later. And it might be useful to, you know, clarify, okay, well, what's missing? What do I need to work on? You know, what areas do I need to, to demonstrate that I can do this next opportunity, this next step up, whatever, it's never a uh, no forever. So yeah. and I think that's, um, that's an important thing, not to take the knockback really personally. Yeah, and it's exactly right. I think I also then got a little bit um, 
you know, probably overconfident after my couple, you know, first couple of rounds of promotions. And I went to my um, boss at the time and said, all right, so next promotion round, I need another promotion. And he said, well, hold on. And he said something to me that I at the time thought was ridiculous, but now, you know, use on my team, you can't get experience without getting experience. And Mm -hmm. I'd had this run of, and, you know, when someone says that to you, you're just like, what does that actually mean, you know? But um, I'd had this run of really, you know, good client wins, a positive team, everyone was happy um, and everything was sort of, you know, rosy and, and peachy. And his comment was, you need to have experience dealing mm-hmm. with, you know, tough tough times, a tough team, yeah. you know, you lose a client for you to really be able to step up into this next management position. And so mm-hmm. even though that was a no, it was for a really good reason at the yeah. time. And, um, you know, and I, I learned a lot from that. Um, so how did you then move from that sort of world and that industry into Adobe? I, upon reflecting on what I wanted and um and really thinking about where you know what the future held for me and um the way that I wanted my career to progress I felt like I needed to get out of agency world you know um I'd been pitching for a lot of new business and selling things and not really being able to sort of see projects through um so I just needed a a bit of a shake up and and the agencies you know, life, it taught me so much, but it was a bit of a, it was a slog, you know, there was, there were some long nights, yeah. um, really stressful um, new business pitches. And, and I was probably stressing about things that are just kind of, you know, now I look back and I say, it's, it was just work. What would I get so stressed out about? But anyway, I needed to do something different. And I had a conversation with a client of mine at the time and who is now my boss at Adobe. And I had been sometimes <laughs> and I had sort of, you know, had just sort of expressed um feeling, you know, just thinking about what the next thing is, because I had made up my mind that I was leaving. And it just so happened that at the time she was rethinking the team and and what she needed to, you know, to take the the evolving communications team forward. And, you know, it was just the right conversation at, at the right time. And um, and I, I moved to Adobe and, you know, fast forward five years, it's been one of the best career decisions that I've ever made, actually the best career decision that I've ever made. And, you know, I think um, for, for your listeners who haven't seen the, you know, the LinkedIn post that sort of um, first sparked this conversation. I thought I might just quickly mention the five things that I, that I mentioned in the post because it it got so much traction because it just seemed to, for me, it was so simple, but it resonated with a lot of people who either had that and, and really agreed or don't have that and thought, I could do better. I need to be, you know, in a, in a job where I'm happy in an organization where I'm supported. So there are five reasons. Okay. So I've um, just hit my five year anniversary milestone at Adobe. And so I just posted that um, five years with Adobe and five reasons I'm hoping for at least five more. One, the people I work with my team and beyond care about me and want, to see me succeed 
Two, I've done so much work I'm proud of. Three, I've actually enjoyed the process as much as the end product. Four, I've been able to be a good employee and I think a good mum and partner. And five, I'm still not bored. I learn something new every day from some of the best minds and the nicest people. And when I was writing this, I really wasn't overthinking it. I was like, what do I love about my job? Blah, 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 blah. Post, smiley face. And um, I also reflected on that and thought, man, I feel really lucky to be in this position in this organisation, but I also feel proud of myself for, you know, for the the way that I got here and just being really confident and just kind of backing myself when when I've needed to. Um, And all five of those points that you've made, I think, they're all so, so important. Um, And I think, you know, there's not one that sort of jumps out more than the other. They all just seem so, so important and what so many people do strive for. And I think you're right, your post has resonated with the people who feel like that's an alignment that they have and that that's the opportunity that they have. And I'm sure it resonated also, like you say, because so many people just don't feel like that is the opportunity, the recognition, the, um, you know, the understanding, the support that you're getting, which I think is really interesting. Yeah. Um, What do you think, Paulie, about the sort of the leadership, if you like, and the culture at Adobe that makes it so um, aligned with what it is you're looking for 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 you and your career? Yeah, I think, you know, if I can bring it, back at its core to Adobe's values. Our values are, um, you know, being genuine, we're sincere, trustworthy and reliable, um, exceptional. So really committed to creating exceptional experiences for employees and customers. Being innovative. So, you know, we're a creative company um, and we're always striving for these new ideas and, and sort of being responsive to the context in which we exist and also being involved. Anyone can put their hand up to be involved in any project. And it feels like Adobe is a really values-driven organization. For a big company of, you know, 26,000 plus employees, it feels like it's very, you know, sort of values-driven in that way. You know, more specifically, my current boss and my you know then client is a really supportive leader who understood the value and still understands the value that I can bring and is really happy for me to work autonomously there is a lot of trust I think in the hiring process you hire people that you trust to do the job that you are feeling you know that you're hiring them for and um, that took me a little while to to realize that actually I didn't have to ask permission to do everything my boss hired me because she knows that I have the skills and and the capability to deliver on xyz and so autonomy there absolutely and so you know that the autonomy is really critical to feeling like you can do exceptional work in a in an innovative space mm. because of the the fast moving nature of you know technology and and the industry you sort of don't really have the opportunity to rest on your laurels so you you constantly have to be looking for what's the next thing that you want to work on we really value professional development and have a bunch of internal programs and um, you know actually coming up in a couple of weeks we have adobe for all week which is our diversity and inclusion program and it allows 
you know, Adobe employees and our customers and our partners to really sort of step up as our keynote speakers and, you know, our, our inspiration for, you know, just making sure that Adobe is a place where everybody feels like they can contribute, like they can be involved, like their opinions are valid, um, you know, that their contributions are valued. So I'm really looking forward to that. There are a bunch of really, you know, great programs coming up there. And we've recently wrapped a program called Amplify, which is more of our sort of marketing professional development you know, internal event. So there's a lot that Adobe do to make sure that they're living their value of, we want to be innovative as a, as a business through the, the products that we sell and the services to customers, but also we want to do the same for our employees and how can we make sure that we're constantly, you know, supporting them in that space. I just love that. I mean, that's just so enlightening, so enriching to hear. And I, and I think that's the key thing, isn't it? The behaviors have to fall out of the values. So, you know, it has to, we always talk about this concept of it falling out of senior leadership through leadership and down, and it really does need to do that. And like you say, you know, if you're looking for for being genuine and sincere, then there are ways in which obviously you can measure that and to see how people are behaving with genuine, you know, being genuine and sincere. And that idea of exceptional, innovative, involved, um, like you say, just being given the autonomy to actually go out there and, and do your job is obviously part and parcel of that. Um, so is it about leaders sort of behaving in alignment with the values that you think makes it special at Adobe? I think so. And, you know, I mean, as you said, everything needs to sort of stem from the values because you have to have some sort of guiding light for everyone to be on the same page. Yeah, but there's there's something about the culture at Adobe where everybody, you know, there's a that nobody is sort of competitive in the way that brings each other down, but rather that really kind of supports everybody to succeed. And so I think you know that's probably something that is also stemmed out of I don't know being exceptional, innovative, whatever it is, but mm-hmm. uh, or all of those values mixed together, but. Everybody wants everyone else to succeed because then we all succeed and that's when when we do our best work. I was going to say, that's really interesting because given how we started this conversation where you were talking about your not-for-profit experience and how valuable it was for everybody to be on the same page and to be, you know, just fighting for the same cause, it sounds to me that that kind of culture, if you like, your reason for coming to work every day or why, a big why, is what brings you all together, what cements you all together and makes you want to deliver exceptionally and to innovate and to include. So that's a really interesting thing. Do you think it's to do with the culture, is to do with having some sort of common cause? I think so. I I really do. And, you know, I mean, it's a big company with lots of teams and lots of business. Huge. A matrix (laughs) organisation. And, you know, I, I can only speak of my experience in, you know, in my team and, and sure. what I know, but, you know, I don't want to say it's the share price that everyone is motivated by, but there is, there is something, you know, in, in the success of the company that everyone is really behind, you know, and everyone is yeah. definitely aligned, obviously quarter by quarter or half year by half year or year by year, whatever the, the project is, you know, that's kind of your measure of success for, for then. But in terms of the culture and showing up every day and what everyone's sort of focused on, everyone just really believes in 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 the company, you know, and I think that's 
that's probably because of a lot of the benefits that we get and and even just being you know knowing the history of adobe and in december adobe would have you know been around for 40 years and the way that it was founded and you know our founder's story and how we've sort of you know acquired different businesses and grown and evolved over time there's there's just something about the the culture of the organization that i think has sort of filtered through into the way that people you know operate and and people wanting to be there and having a shared I don't know, excitement or, or joy or something about working there. You know, every team is going to have a slightly different goal or a slightly different, you know, mission. But our sort of global vision, if you will, is, you know, creating exceptional digital experiences. And I think we, you know, and, and changing the world through digital experiences. And that's what everybody really gets behind. And And I think with something like, changing the world through digital experiences. You can see how every single one of our our, um, products and our programs and everything that you do from a little marketing campaign to a big product enhancement is working towards that. Yeah. So it's a pretty cool vision to want to come to work to. Yeah, I think so. (laughs) It it keeps me coming. (laughs) Paulie, thank you. I mean, it's just, I'm sure we could continue to talk about that forever, but um, it's just so fantastic to hear your story. And I'm so grateful for you for coming on and talking with me today about it and sharing your experience, because it's important that we hear these sorts of positive experiences where people have achieved alignment, you know, with what matters most to them and their skills and their strengths um, with the work that they do, because we don't hear enough of these stories and there are plenty of them out there. So, you know, thank you so much. I know you also um, have some uh, resources that you could share with our listeners, if you don't mind just giving a little bit of an insight into what those are. Yeah, of course. So um, I'll share some links um, so that you can um, sort of read a little bit about um, what a career at Adobe looks like. And then we have a host of benefits, whether it is, um, you know, the the um, fundraising and volunteering and how we work with partners to everything, um, you know, from sort of health and, and wellness benefits and, and reimbursements for, um, you know, for health and wellness. So it's quite varied and I'm definitely not going to do our benefits justice, you know, in a couple of minutes, um, but I will share the links because I think our benefits really emphasize sort of work-life integration and not work-life balance where it's a zero-sum game and you know one has to be doing you know better at the expense of the other so I think um the the benefits really do speak to the the value that we you know that the the company have for our lives and and seeing us as happy healthy people you know amongst a host of things and there's a lot of um our uh you know our DNI um resources that I'll share as well so thank you hopefully some really interesting links Thank you. I'll make sure they're in the show notes. Yeah, wonderful. Thank you so much, Paulie, for your time. It's been an absolute pleasure having you on. Yeah, it's been great. Thank you so much. Hopefully that was helpful and and useful and someone will think, I'm going to ask for that or I'm better than this. Perfect way to end. (laughs) (laughs) Wonderful. Thank you so much. 
Hey there, I can't thank Paulie enough for coming on our show this week and sharing her insights as to what it's been like going through her career, but also exploring the kind of cultural and leadership fit at um, Adobe and how it really resonates with her and how it's giving her her best opportunity to shine. I am just so delighted to have stories like this shared on our podcast. We need to hear more stories like this, don't we? We need to hear more stories where people feel aligned and excited and, you know, motivated to come to work every day. So thanks so much to Paulie. And I am a career success coach for women. And if you are looking for support in your career to help you get promoted, to help you negotiate those next steps in your career, to help you lead in a new role and shine, then I would absolutely love to speak with you. Of course, you can email us anytime at our show. You can email podcast at illuminategrowth.com.au or you can um, look for some free resources. So one of our most popular resources is the seven habits of female execs who get promoted. You can get your copy by going to rebeccasfreegift.com. I'll make sure that there's also a link in the show notes, but that's the most fantastic resource. It's a real roadmap to how to get promoted, even if you've never kind of uh, negotiated by yourself before, even if you have really struggled to get promoted and you feel very much overlooked, it is a fabulous resource for you. So just do that, Rebecca freegift.com and you'll get your copy of the seven habits of female execs who get promoted straight to your inbox. Thank you so much for tuning in. I absolutely love delivering this podcast every single week and I will see you again really soon.